Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly, spanking clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I imagine you're going Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. Uh, we're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of By the By. Hello. We have Bradford and Angela. I'm Bradford. Yep, I know. <laughs> He's here. Ugh. I was here last time. I know. But you're here again. Um, just like, for the record, I was very proud on our Discord chat because somebody said that they got my Frau Blucher joke <laughs> last time. I still love her. She, he was my boyfriend. Anyway. <laughs> just, just, you've probably never seen this movie. I don't think oh, I have, God. no. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen. I know, but like there are certain movies in the world that as a human, uh-huh. you have to see. It's like, it, it's like going like, I don't know. It's almost as bad as saying like, oh, I'm a theater fan, but I've never seen Phantom of the Opera. But Bradford, we've been together for a decade now. It is your job to like make two sh- decades sometimes. It does. <laughs> but it's been a decade and it is your job <laughs> to make sure that I feel like I'm, you're victim blaming. I'm educated. On all of these films that I supposedly should have seen and should know about. That's it. After we get done recording tonight, we're gonna we're gonna watch Young Frankenstein, okay. or at least start it. Yeah, yeah. Because there's there's a lot of movies I haven't seen, but I've been catching up. I've been working on it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Get there. All right. So what do we have upcoming? Next Pendulum Party, August twenty fifth. Yes, just a couple weeks, guys, gals, everybody, peoples, come play with us, see us, say hi. Yes. Play with each other. I don't know. You'll come in my <laughs> orifice. <laughs> or just be in a sexy environment. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Come. Yes. It'll be fun. We'd love to see you. I am super, super excited. We've got a few new folks. Um, yeah. Once, once again, bringing up our Discord. They said that they're going to come. Uh, if you want to get on our Discord, all you have to do is support us at any level on www.patreon.com slash by the by podcast. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I just yeah, yeah. to get that in real good, quick. Good job. Yeah. Like, and you're getting ready to drink yeah. your tea and I like, was- no. Now talk. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to keep going there for a minute. And no, no, I was just like, nope. you know, yeah. I just want to get it in. Like, right. you know, just, just the tip. Yeah, okay. And it was a tip for people. Like, and they're like, oh, thanks for the tip. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. And then not too very far away, just a few months, we have Escape to the Tropics in collaboration with uh, exclusively RHP. Yay. And so, yeah, November 8th to 13th, we're going to be up in tropical far north Queensland for a resort takeover. And I am so excited. We have a few theme nights, um, yeah. theme nights, theme afternoons, you know, evenings, whatever. <laughs> theme, theme themes. Yeah. I look forward to it. It's going to be fun. I have to start thinking about what to wear for the themes, you know, at some point. I don't know. But we'll get there. And if you're interested, let us know. Reach out to Exclusively RHP. We've got a couple rooms left. It's going to be fun. We have a really, really good group of people so far, it looks like. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah. <sighs> I know I, I just need wait. a vacation. I, I do too. And and like I love Queensland. It's such a beautiful area. Such a good time of year to be up there. I'm so so looking forward to it. Mm. Me too. Mhm. <sighs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'll drift back now. Okay. All right. So, 
So. Today, tonight, this afternoon, this morning, I don't know what time of day it is y'all listening out there, (laughs) whatever it is, we have had a couple of topics come up on our Discord chat that I actually thought were really good and we should discuss. And Angela's also like, we had a few that I thought were dumb as hell. No. (laughs) No, we have not had any that are dumb as hell. (laughs) I mean, if you want to try, go for it. (laughs) Um, Okay, so first one is how much kink is too much kink at a lifestyle club? So there's a few different ways to think about this is like if it's a kink night, I feel like, you know, pretty obvious, go for it kind of thing, right? But what if it's a newbie night? What if it's a regular vanilla night, some other kind of party or theme? So how much is too much? Newbie nights, don't want to scare the newbies away potentially. Yeah, and because, you know, it is very much like you want to represent yourself and you want to be true to yourself, but... How much kink is too much at a swingers club? <laughs> it's a big box, a Pandora's the, box. I you love the open face. It up? Sure, sure. Look, I think it all depends on your goal, right? So again, the the Shakespearean quote, above all else, to thine own self be true. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. I think that is, and that is, that is very true. Um, but I guess if you're going to an event, what is your goal? Do you want to, A, meet people in general or do you want to be meet like-minded people or C you want to use what you wear as a filter to filter mm-hmm. out people who like, it depends on how, like when you look at kink, cause we've mm-hmm. met people who like kink defines them mm-hmm. and I don't, that's not a negative thing, but like no. they're like rope bunnies yeah. like, and that, but that's what they want to do. They, they go to these events to meet other rope buddy, bunnies or riggers. Mm-hmm. And I think that if that's your goal, you should wear your kink on your sleeve, so to speak. Yeah, I tend to agree. Newbies be damned. I agree. Um, I guess it depends on, it all depends on what you define as kink. Like, what is kink to you? Like, right. One person's kink is another person's Wednesday. Yeah, because there's all different levels of what that could be and if it is like you know if if it's just I want to wear some leather or harness or something like that to signify that I'm a little kinky then I think it's completely fine on a newbie's night ultimately it's fine to wear whatever you want on a newbie's night or any other night I mean but uh, but I would I do I would (laughs) I will say that I tend to be a little more cautious I guess I don't think that's the right word but I tend to be a little more aware on a newbie night and that I'm not going to go like full kink kind of presentation might wear a bit of latex might wear some leather but I still keep it a little more mainstream-esque but that's me and I'm happy to meet people who aren't kinky if I was looking for people specifically who are kinky, then yeah, you're going to filter a lot faster if you do. Yeah. But it all, at the same time, depending on where you are, what the population's like, and the people who visit the club, if it's if it's a place where it's a, typically a mix of kink and swingers, then I think it's completely fine. If it's a place where there's not as much kink happening, then you may end up in a situation that you could not maybe not have a lot of people to talk to that night. Yeah, but devil's advocate on that. I mean, you also might be opening eyes. Like half of the kinks that we partake in, I didn't know existed 15 years ago. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so you could be educating people. And and I think it's important if you do go to one of these events, like let's say a newbie's night. Mm -hmm. I think that's a perfect example. And you are in your full kink, whatever it might be, kit. You better be willing to talk about it, Mm -hmm. Um, especially at a newbie's night. You might be someone's like kink Yoda couple. Yeah. Or Yoda person. Yeah. You could be the person that, ed- yeah, you could be the person that educates somebody on something that they have no idea even exists. Uh, like I, I, this isn't the same, but it's, I think it's sort of along the same line for the last four years, five years that my company has been doing yearly get togethers. I, we've got a formal night. It's always our opening is a formal night and I really like that because I think formal wear is something that you don't necessarily wear it for yourself. You wear it to, as a form of respect to your teammates from work. And so we, you know, dress up. I wear a tuxedo or a suit 
And for the last four or five years, I've worn a harness of different sorts underneath. And like, I like that. And like, it is a, it's clearly a, it's a statement, right? It's a self-expression. Yeah, but exactly. It it sort of defines who I am. And anymore, nobody even bats an eye at it. The first year, there was a couple of people who was like, oh, goodness, you know, and and asked questions about it. And I was very open and honest. And then since I've worn different ones, nobody really even, I think they're kind of excited to see what I'm going to wear and not in a, oh, look at the clown walk in. (laughs) Um, Though this year I did have my Doc Martin high-heeled boots on. Yeah. But it, uh, like, again, the only for only words I got about the boots this year were compliments. Yeah. Um, now, admittedly, it was from all the ladies and two of the guys going, how the fuck did you get so tall? <laughs> but like, like, this is great. Yeah. But like, I think that you should. I don't know. I, I struggle because I get the whole. We don't want to scare anybody, but. I think more uh, than not scaring, it would be alienating yourself. But if you go in knowing that that, that is going to be a filtering item or, or topic. Or that's or, your kink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have an alienation kink. <laughs> and, and ultimately, the other thing I would look at is if you're unfamiliar with a venue, if it is a new venue, so not someplace that you go regularly, then I would have a look at the website and just make sure that they don't have any specific rules around what can be worn on specific That's a very nights. good point. Most of the time... They'll just simply say dress to impress, no blue jeans, something like that. So it's usually okay, but it is worth having a look just to make sure that you adhere to any rules. Also, if it's a theme night, they might require something in theme. A lot of times that can be taken loosely, but just kind of keep that in mind. I think that's more of what I would be cautious of. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Like, I don't but know. At the same time, I agree. Like you should be able to express yourself and if, and, and you could, you know, depending on what you consider kinky and what, you know, you have in mind specifically, you might dial it back or you might just go for it and, and just kind of whatever it is, own it. Because when you walk in there, people may, you know, may be showing their kink as well, or they may not be, they might accept it wholeheartedly off the bat. They may not, they might give you some hmm looks and, or they might just be interested, but maybe don't know how to strike up a conversation. So I would say if you do and you find yourself in that boat where you're clearly in all this kink stuff and everybody else isn't then be approachable be talkative with people try to engage if they want to and just like you said like be willing to educate but you don't want to necessarily alienate but that also kind of goes into the if your kink is something that's nonverbal. Mm-hmm. so for mm-hmm. instance like let's say a situation where you and I go out, yeah. you know, me and pet play and you as the handler, like the vast majority of the time I'm nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not like I'm going to have a full conversation in my foxhood. But I can. But you can. You yeah. can. And like I'm happy to sort of sit and listen, mm-hmm. but I don't have any desire. Or if I'm collared, yeah. uh, I don't have any desire to communicate. But I think that you, you need to be aware of that going back to the unless it's your alienation. Thing, <laughs> like. If you can't talk about something or if you can't speak yeah. about something, speak to something, then, yeah, that, that could definitely be a problem. Yeah, and, and I assume, and this is a huge assumption, but I'm assuming that if you do have a kink where you are nonverbal like that, so with you and a caller or your fox, then you're not really going to go out like that by yourself, really. Yeah. You're going to have a handler with you. And somebody yeah. that can speak. Yeah. So I think it's unlikely you would go to some place and not be able to talk. And many pups and pets and kits and cats, yeah. they will talk. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it is interesting. I, it's hard because you want to, you definitely want to be like, yeah, no, you do you. And I absolutely think that you should do you. But also just be aware of surroundings. Again, I think the main thing for me is just making sure that the venue is okay with it. Yeah, I think that as well. And I I think it's important to remember as well, especially for like people who do impact play scenes or or more severe bondage scenes or rigging and bunnies, rope bunnies, that people like to see that. And it ends up being this, you have an opportunity to put on a show and the number of times that we've gone to OSS and we see that show. Mm -hmm. So- that's a double-edged sword as well, right? So you are performing, quotes, in a space, but you have to remember that, one, people may later try to imitate you. 
to dangerous effect without discussing it with you uh, or, or getting any proper guidelines. But two, that you, if depending on the scene, you know, we've heard people say things that are unsavory about scenes that we've seen yeah. happen. Yeah. And you might just be cognizant of that. I would also suggest if you're doing something like impact play or rope play, anything like that, at a club that it that you try to make sure that it's in either a dedicated space yeah, for yeah. kink or at least I'm going to say away-ish from the main area simply because some of that can be triggering for people. Yeah. So you you just kind of want to make sure that it's either a dedicated space, which most swingers clubs have a space with like a cross or something, right? Yeah. Most have some kink space, whether it be small or big or whatever. Many will have some kind of space for that. So I would say just make sure that you do it in, in a, a safe space like that. Yeah. Just because it might be triggering for somebody. And, you know, if you're doing it like in the main area where everybody's right first coming in, that, mm, that's yeah, probably that's, not the place. That's for not it. the place for it. Agreed. Uh, you know, the other side of that is that, like, be prepared to have people, one, ask you during your scene, mm-hmm. like, because mm-hmm. some people just don't know the the proper etiquette, or two, once you're done, can you do me next? Yeah. And it's like, that can be exhausting. We, both of us have gone through yeah. that at the club, where you go down with the gentleman and Spanky, and we'll start playing with them, mm-hmm. and then when we're done with that scene, mm-hmm. people are like, "Ooh, do me next." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." And then when you're done with that scene, "Oh, can you do me now?" And like, and you don't want to let people down, but at the same time, sometimes you're like, you know, I, I kind of need a break as well. Yeah, and it's easy to fall in that trap, and I very much fall in that trap of like, I want to make people happy, and so I want to give them that experience. Hashtag service top. But then at some point, it is just like, no, I need a break. And then usually, once I take that break. I never come back down because I get sidetracked by everything else, right? Oh, look, a bunny. But at the same time, it is okay to say no. And and if you're like, nope, I came here to play with my partner and that's it, then I think that's a completely acceptable answer if somebody asks you. A side rant um, that has very little to do with what we're talking about, but some. Uh, one of my things that I absolutely hate seeing at the club is these doms who are these ultimate, like, I'm a big alpha dude and I can't smile and I always look angry when I'm doing it. If like you can look serious and maybe you have resting serious face or serious bitch face. I don't know. Maybe that's just who you are, but I hate that whole, like I'm always angry and I know that I looks very focused when I do it. And sometimes that looks angry, but when I catch other people's eyes, I smile because you know what? I'm a human. And like you, I think as a kinkster, you have, yes, a responsibility to the scene, but also a responsibility not to fucking scare people away. <laughs> Unless that's your kink. <laughs> I'm a terror kink. I'm almost a terrorist. No, no. That's not right. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I have seen situations at like OSS where you see the these doms who are the, just wankers. But then I think what's sort of kind of broken me with that is having gone to life on the swing set and mm-hmm. doing their dungeon night and you've got a room full of doms but they're all lovely likable friendly people yeah. except when you're their sub for mm-hmm. a moment and then they're <laughs> scary as hell but like any other moment if they catch your eye and they're not focused on their yeah. sub it's like oh this is hi how are you doing well, like they're having fun too yeah right? and that's the yeah. thing it's meant to be fun so it's okay I think that so many doms out there who don't know what they're doing or have not researched anything assume that like a dom's job is just to be mean. That is not the case. Or or they just think that that's the persona that's expected yeah. of them. Like I think that I think some of the best doms are the ones that giggle and laugh because that makes them terrifying. And you know that you're going to get fucked up. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like I've heard you giggle while like while flogging people and to me there's nothing more fuck with your mind than having somebody flog you and then they just start giggling like, <laughs> oof, that's terrifying that's what t- true terror is that's like art uh, art the uh, clown <laughs> like, right that's scary clowns are clowns aren't scary no sorry gentlemen but say unless you're the gentleman oh <laughs> uh, it's great i still yeah. at some point want you to dress up like wouldn't him not know it but him come over for a scene and be like, all right, well, Angela doesn't want you to see her yet, but you come out in like full clown makeup. Oh yeah. We're going to do this. And two floggers. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to do this at some point. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, But sorry, we've gotten way off the. That's okay. No, no, that's good. I think in 
in the whole kind of thing. You can also be kinky without being in your face kinky, right? So rather than wearing um, a full latex outfit mm-hmm. or a full leather outfit, wear a harness, wear a latex collar, wear latex cuffs, wear something that, again, speaks to your personality and your kink without... Or, I was going to say, or a latex top or yeah. a skirt or something like that, shorts, but maybe not, like you said, full latex or just go for it, do it. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah. worn, I mean, it, it, because it's all one piece, right? I've worn latex dresses to regular nights and stuff. Um, yeah. The main thing for me is that I am cognizant of like, once it comes off, it's probably not going back on. And additionally, that... People, some people might have a latex allergy, but I do tend to be aware of that (laughs) less huggy. And then also if we're going to play with somebody, I tend to shower off first just in case. Yeah. But But yeah, I think that it's, it's an interesting, I don't think it's a, I think like above all else to thine own self be true. Yeah. Uh, Go back to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. We had another one. Okay. And this was actually one that was asked on discord, but I was also asked about it like personally in life by someone as well. And I don't remember if, I don't know if we touched on it recently or not, but we're going to go for it anyway, because it's been asked a few times. So clearly people want to know. Okay. Um, It's basically talking about like going to a club for the first time, or even I've been to an open accepting club, but I'm going to go somewhere else. And we get the impression that not many places allow male, male play. Oh yeah, yeah. So how common is that and how much is accepted? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I feel like we've talked about it recently, maybe, or touched on it, because, I mean, obviously something like a pendulum party, it's very much accepted and encouraged. Yes. But then, like, I guess it depends, because, like, at the clubs that we tend to go to around here, it is reasonably accepted. You're probably not going to see heaps in, like, the big open orgy rooms on a regular night. No. Um, Just, I'm going to say, quote, unquote, vanilla night. You might see some in... In some of the smaller spaces, people may go into private rooms. So it's there, but it's not necessarily in your face. But also depending on where you are regionally, what country you're in, what area of countries, and like specific clubs themselves, apparently some clubs actually have rules against it, Yeah, which is Well, we've weird. been to those clubs. Uh, we went to a club still? in Nashville. Do you think they still do? I don't know. I mean, it was within the last 10 years. Yeah, we went to a fair. club in Nashville that didn't allow it. I feel like we should move past this by now. Well, I feel like we should. You're accurate. But, you know, we still have people rioting over the Barbie movie. So Fair, fair. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I think being, you know, in this case, I'm much more, I'm more self-protective, right? Mm-hmm. So, and my advice is be cautious, not throw caution to the wind. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think you can learn a lot from a place by its website and the events that it hosts. And even the FAQs. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So like, I think if you look at a place's website, um, I'm going to say a few flat statements that like, there are rules. Yes, but they are oft broken. They can be broken. If a venue hosts a kink event, mm-hmm. then the venue in general will be okay with male, male play because so many kink scenes are not about gender it's about power and so you'll have fluid and it's fluid right so some of the straightest men i have ever met will still be a dom for a male sub Mm -hmm. and it's they're they're equally caring they're equally like the it's all about the scene and the exchange of power it's not about the gender so i think that places where you have male play like that or Mm -hmm. same gender play Mm -hmm. i should say will allow it in general, won't, um, won't say just ban it completely. Right. Also, I would say if they have any kind of rainbow pride parties, anything oh, yeah. like that, then generally it would be more accepted. If they ever do something like that, I think yeah. in general it would be accepted. Yeah. Uh, places that have, like, even the places that do, like, um, gangbangs for women mm-hmm. or Three uh, C's, I think, is one that OSS does. Mm-hmm. Between Friends has one coming up that's like... They did an MFM, didn't they? Yeah, MFM. You know, so again, it's anytime you have an excess of a gender, mathematically, those people are going to have to start playing with each other, (laughs) right? Right? Or they're going to, I mean, or they're going to be really patient for a little while. It's like, I was going to say, it's likely you'll get both. It's likely you'll get some that are very patient and then some that will play together. Yeah. But yeah, I think that like even the place where they discouraged it that we went to, we still had male, male play. It just was in a private space. It wasn't a private space. Yeah. So like in your face, Nashville, Uh, (laughs) but 
uh, yeah, I think that you just. But I guess that that's a good point because it may be that while it's not encouraged or they outright say that, you know, it's not allowed, most places will have private rooms. Yeah. And if that's something that you're interested in and it's, you know, consensual, then go in a private space. You know, I mean, how are they going to know exactly who's playing with who behind the doors? Very right? true. Yeah, very true. And if it's something that you want to feel out, <laughs> pun intended, uh, you know, go to one of their many places will have sort of meet and mingles. Mm -hmm. And so go to one of those or a couple of those, meet people beforehand, start chats with them then, mm -hmm. and then see, yeah. you know, meeting at the club later. Yeah. Yeah. What they're into, what they like to do. It's interesting. It's... um. I just find it hard to believe that there would be clubs still like, I mean, I know we've been to some, but like just at this point that there would be places that it's not. And, and I get like some countries, obviously, yeah. like some well, countries, sure. I get it. But in, you know, like U.S. and Australia and many places in Europe, I feel like should be open enough that it's OK. But swingers can be Republicans, too. <sighs> can they? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure they can, but. But really? It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah. So that I think my advice is just that. Look at the website first. Yeah. Check out the FAQs. Check out what parties they host. And if all else fails, just shoot them a quick email. Yeah. I think a place would be more than happy to say yay or nay. Yeah. Um, right. And if they say nay, you learn more about that club than you really, you know, like, and then you can really question if it's a place you want yeah. to go to or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that any place that sort of limits who you can play with is, you know, fucked. I feel like that kind of defeats the purpose of the lifestyle. Right. Yeah. But, you know. I, I would I would tend to agree. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Seasons are changing. It's starting to get a little warmer here in the Southern Hemisphere, which means at some point, maybe not just yet, it's going to start getting a little cooler in the Northern Hemisphere. And you know what happens at the end of each season? We clean and replace our sex toys. That's right. And if you need to clean and replace your sex toys, go to adamandeve.com, use checkout code by the by. That's B Y T H E B I. And you get one item at 50% off, free shipping, six videos on demand, and some extra little things thrown into your box. You can get toy cleaner, extra lubes, or just whole new toys. AdamandEve.com. Use checkout code by the by. That's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. You know we love it. It's Curious Humans Game. And, uh... Angela's handing me a card right now. It's one of the red ones here from the uh, Kinky set, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm loving it already. So if you want to get your copy of Curious Humans, all you have to do is go to CuriousHumansGames.com and use checkout code by the by. You'll get a 10% discount and you'll be able to ask your partner questions or partners questions like this. Sniffing underwear turns me on. Does it turn you on? I like sniffing my own underwear. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, uh, actually, it. I don't know. Not really. No, I know that it does for some people, yeah. but mm, it's 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 not something that I like or dislike, I should say. But it's not something that I'm like. Mm, I can't say it turns me on. How about yeah. you? 
I would agree. It's not something that necessarily turns me on, but it's not something that is going to turn me off. Yeah. If it's one of those things like my partner wants me to like put theirs or my underwear in my mouth, like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll, I can do that. Sure. Why not? But it's not something that I'm like, oh yeah, I need to do it. Yeah. Agreed. So if you want to ask questions like that, go to curioushumansgame.com. Use checkout code by the by B Y T H E B I. All right. So one of the other things that came up on our discord recently is something that I've sort of thought about for a while. And originally what I was going to do is create this really complex podcast with musical clips and whatnot and, and have you and the gentleman listen to them and see what they thought. But we haven't seen the gentleman for podcast time. We've had sexy times, but not for podcast time in a very long time. So, uh, Instead, I've got some things that we're going to chat about. And it's all because recently one of our uh, Discord listeners or Discord uh, folks asked a question, which is songs that you didn't realize the meaning when they were released. I feel like this is going to be very bad for me. It is because you're not going to know half of these, (laughs) Uh, which is why I I really wanted the gentleman to be here. (laughs) You know, he at least knows songs that aren't amazing grace do we, do we need to phone a friend no no it's all right it's all right but some of the examples that were given that they said they were so romantic and amazing but they can't listen to anymore were end of the road by boys to men and fall for you by secondhand serenade admittedly i don't remember uh secondhand serenade mm-hmm. or, the, or the song fall for you but i do remember end of the road and i guess i'm not sure i remember what that song is about like i assumed it was a breakup yeah, that's what I assumed as well. It's the end of the road. Still, I can't let go. It's a natural thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is about a breakup. I'm looking at the lyrics now. Right. I actually do think it's about a breakup. All right, so we both were right. It was about a breakup. She yeah. just thought it was romantic. Oh, sure. That's great. I love it. God bless you. Um, one of the other ones was Semi-Charmed Life. Okay. I feel like I know this one. Yeah, it's by Third Eye Blind. Uh-huh. And admittedly, I don't, I'm trying to think what I think that song is about. And it's about two and a half minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> it's all I can really think. Um, what, what is it about? Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out still. So it starts out with a lot of doo-doos. Um. <laughs> is that what it's about? It's a, it's a shit song. <laughs> I actually really like this song for the record. And don't worry, the rest of the podcast isn't going to be me just saying things and Angela looking up. Uh, It's just these two because I was completely unprepared. I've got I've got my own shit. Okay. so so Angela's been rambling on. Do you know what it's about? Because I just looked it up. Um, no, but it looks like blowjobs and drugs. It is about crystal meth. Okay, well, I was half right. (laughs) A crystal meth addiction. So I love music. Um, I and love then, when you don't really listen to it because I'm sure people sing along to it and actually really have no idea what it's about. Well, and so that's one of the songs that always gets me is, um, and I'm always amazed that people like it, but it's the song Pumped Up Kicks oh, yeah. by uh, Foster Ugh. for the People. I hate that song. And people are like, how can you hate that song? And I'm going, okay, you've literally never listened yeah. to those words. Because it is, so the line is, all the other kids with the pumped up kicks, you'd better run, better run, outrun my gun. Yeah. Like. It's terrible. Like People are like, oh, but it's an upbeat pop song. Oh, well, yeah. It's Don't listen about, to words then. It's about youth violence, but, yeah. you know, over shoes. Um, yeah. It's, it that that one just kind of gets me. Yeah. Um, so other songs that I think are kind of amazing is. I have been to multiple weddings where the first dance is to the song Every Breath You Take by the police. Oh. Do you know that song? Yes. Do you know what it's about? Because um, most people think it's about romantic dedication. I mean, Every Breath You Take kind of sounds like, oh no, this was a stalker one. Every breath you take, every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. Mm. <laughs> it's, like, it's stalkery. Yeah. That's obsessive stalkery. Um, and That's interesting. I don't think I've... I've been to two weddings that that All was right. the song that they danced to. Wow. Okay. God bless you, Kentucky. So they, they think it's like nice and romantic and whatnot, yeah. but it's actually a stalker. Unless, you know, they stalk each other. Maybe that was it. Oh, maybe. Okay. Maybe I can yeah, accept yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. born in the USA. Okay. 
So I remember, again, growing up in Kentucky, that song was about, you know, it's a, it's a positive uh, patriotic celebration. Mm-hmm. The born in the USA. I was born in the USA. I don't think I know any more words to it other than that. <laughs> uh, once you kind of drill down into it, it is a bit more about the criticism of American policies during the Vietnam oh. for, for Vietnam veterans okay. and how we don't always do the best by our soldiers. Fair. I mean, that's, you know. And then, um, so Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner. Yeah. What, what are you going to ruin on this one? I'm not ruining anything. It's more of a more of a conversation piece, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think it's a celebration of Alabama, sweet home Alabama. Um, well, I hope Neil Young will remember a Southern man don't need him around anyhow. It was a response to mm. Neil Young's criticism of the South. Oh, okay. Uh, so it is kind of pro-South, but it's a little more specific. It's a little right. more beauty than that. Wow. Yeah. That's that's. I think they're like that's taking it to a different level. Like when you start... I'm going to say insulting or going at somebody like in the lyrics to your own songs. I feel like that's, that's just taken to a different level. <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, the song time of your life by green day. Yeah. Also known as good riddance. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, this was one that was, I think the year before I graduated high school, this was their high school graduation song. Uh, okay. That um, seems like an odd graduation And it's song. often it's a celebration or a graduation song. That's It's okay. used commonly as that. It's actually a sarcastic farewell to a failed relationship. It's something unpredictable, but in the end, it's right. I hope you had the time of your life. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I mean, does that not also kind of apply to like high school? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, I mean, I, I get that it's about a failed relationship, but you know what? High school is a a bit like that. So this was one you'll probably know. You are my sunshine. You are my uh-huh. sunshine. My yeah. only sunshine. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. Is there more to the song that I'm unaware There's of? There's a second verse that oh. a lot of people don't know about, but it's that most people think it's a happy love song or a lullaby. But in that second verse, it, but if you leave me to love another, you'll regret it all someday. <laughs> wow. But if you leave me to love another... Yeah. Um, wow. it's a, is that like a veiled threat? It is a song of desperation and potential loss. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like the ring around the rosies, right? Because yeah, that was about okay. the Black Death. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, they make them happy and you're like, yay. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah and right? kids sing them and yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite songs that is a classic that I listen to, it's in my oh, constant God. playlist, uh-huh. which is the Guess Who, American Woman. American oh, yeah. woman. Yeah. yeah. American woman, stay away from me. American woman, mama, let me be. A lot of folks think that it's, it, the song is kind of a tribute to American women, when in fact, it's a critique of American cultures and pol- of culture and politics. In what way? One of the most misinterpreted songs ever. This is often heard as a patriotic ode to, or tribute to American women. It's usually American listeners who arrive at jingoistic conclusions, ignoring a very clear lyric, American woman, get away from me. Mm. The guess who are Canadian. And they insist that it has nothing to do with American pride. According to Burt Cummings, the song's lyricist, what was on my mind was that girls in the States seem to get older quicker than our girls, and that made them, well, dangerous, Cummings told the Toronto Star in 2014. When I said, American woman, stay away from me, I really meant Canadian women, I prefer you. It was all a happy accident. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. Yeah, because I, I think I've heard it as like an anti-war protest song before, or like, you know, deemed like that. But that's hilarious if that's actually what, what was meant. Um, one of the Why? things that one of our uh, folks on Discord had listed was closing time, which when yeah. I first heard it, I thought it was the closing of a bar. mm Closing time, time for you to go out to the places you'll be from. When in fact, it's about birth and and new beginnings because it was written about the birth of the lead singer's child. Oh, that's funny because every bar plays at closing time. Yeah. I mean, they want you to go out and have a new beginning somewhere else, not in their bar. Yeah, basically. Like, get the fuck out of here. Go somewhere else. Yeah, because I was like, every bar plays that. So this one I think is a stretch. I don't know if it's true, but I'm, I've left it on here because I really like it. Okay. Uh, Summer of 69 by Brian Adams. Uh-huh. You know, I got my first real six string. Um, those were the best days of my life. 
the misunderstanding is that a lot of people think it's about the nostalgia for that year. Yeah. When the actual meeting is, it's a play on words uh, referring to the sexual position, not the year. Uh, and like, I've always wondered about that. Like, why 69? Because mm-hmm. was that, would he have really been, you know, that age? Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about Brian Adams to, to know. I don't and either. I also don't know if he is the one who actually wrote that. So looking it up here, just quickly, it does look like it was written by Brian Adams and his longtime songwriting collaborator, Jim Valance. Oh, yeah. Valancy? Yeah, Jim Valancy. Valancy? I think it's, okay. I think it's Valancy. I don't know. I don't know. We'll go with that. Um, but then you're talking about Brian Adams. So he was born in 59, so he would have been 10. Yeah, so there was no way he would have been doing 69 in in 69. Well, well maybe. maybe. I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah. them Canadians grow up faster. <laughs> Uh, but apparently not because Canadian women don't grow up fast enough as per the previous song. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he was with an American woman at that point. Maybe. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Margaritaville. Yeah. As a carefree beach song. Yeah. Uh, But then when you listen to the words, wasting away again in Margaritaville, searching for my lost shaker of salt, Mm -hmm. it's about sort of a commentary on self-pity and escapism, mm. which I kind of get that I get as that. Well. I get that. But that also fits with like beach culture, right? <laughs> a little bit. Okay, that's accurate. Um, yes. Okay, so just a few more. The song by Cutting Crew, I Just Died in Your Arms Tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. I. So here's the line. Oh, I. I just died in your arms tonight. It must have been something you said. I just died in your arms tonight. Oh, I, I just died in your arms tonight. It must have been some kind of kiss. I should have walked away. So, sounds tame, sounds sweet. Was until you think widow? about La Petite Mort. Oh, yeah. What the French call yeah. La Petite Mort. Uh, and it's about sex and orgasm. Mm. Oh, okay. I just died in your arms tonight. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Right. Um, well, that's a little better, at least. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Because some of them we kind of ruined, but that one's actually all right. I could get that one. Uh, Ticket to Ride by the Beatles. Uh-huh. I think I'm going to be sad. I think it's today. Yeah. The girl that's driving me mad is going away. She's got a ticket to ride. She's got a ticket to ride. She's got a ticket to ride, but she don't care. So when I was growing up, I always thought it was sort of, a, you know, he was sad that she wasn't coming with him. Mm-hmm. That she was staying behind. Was so she it's, leaving him? It was kind of romantic, but like it was just sort of sad. Like he was madly in love, but they're moving away. But did she leave him? However, John Lennon <laughs> reportedly <sighs> said that a ticket, of ri- ticket to ride was in reference to the medical card that German prostitutes carried around to prove that they were clean. Oh, <laughs> Okay. That was her ticket to ride. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I know, right? Kind of. Oh. I kind of like that. Now, like, all kinds of things are going through my head about that. <laughs> I find that very fascinating. Yeah. So I'll just kind of go through a couple of these kind of quickly. Uh, Here's to the Night by Eve Six, the ultimate graduation song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the lead singer, Max Collins, said it was about a one-night stand. <laughs> well, graduation night, there you go. <laughs> one-night stand. Tutti Fruity, Oh Rudy, Wap Apalula, Wap Bam Boom, yeah. you know, by uh, Little Richard. A lot of people just think it's total gibberish. Um, the words aren't total nonsense. Uh, the song is actually about anal sex. Here are the original lyrics, which were later changed. Tutti Fruity, good booty. If I don't fit, don't force it. You can grease it, make it easy. A Wap Apalula, a Wap Bam Boom. Wow. Yeah. That's that's quite a difference. Yeah, right? Um, I don't think that would have gone over uh, when it was released. Probably not. No, <laughs> no. I don't think it would have been a hit if they had not changed the lyrics. Um, so this one you will be familiar with, a song you will be familiar with, Wannabe by yeah. the Spice Girls. Uh-huh. So here's a story from A to Z. You want to get with me, you got to listen carefully. We got M in the place who likes it in your face. You got G like MC who likes it on easy. V don't come for free. She's a real lady. And as for me, ha, you'll see. Just a kind of an upbeat girl Mm -hmm. song, right? Mm -hmm. Grr. Um, According to the song's co-writer, 
the roll call actually refers to how each of the girls like to have sex. I was actually wondering if that was self-referential. Yeah. As you were reading that, I've, I've yeah. wondered if it was. That's funny. I just, it just cracks me up. I mean, that's fair enough. Give you a little insight into them if that's true. And then birthday cake by Rihanna. Uh-huh. I mean, I think that everybody probably knows what this is, um, but it it's not even my birthday, but he want to lick the icing off. I know you want it in the worst way. Can't wait to blow my candles out. It's about oral sex. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. just in case people <laughs> didn't get it. Um, but I have something to end the podcast with, which is actually a, a little ditty. Okay. Song. Right. So I want you to listen to this. This is Canon in B flat for six voices, K231 and K382 by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. So, mm-hmm. that song, Lech mich im Arsch, do you know what it means? Not a clue, no. It's German. Uh-huh. It's German. And some of our listeners out there are probably speak a little German. Does it let me inside of you? Nope. Oh, I don't know. It's, uh, well, the direct translation is lick my ass. Okay. Yeah. So, um... Just a little bit of history about this about this piece. Uh, after Mozart's death in 1971, his widow sent the manuscripts of his canons to publishers, and this was in 1791. And the publisher saw this and immediately changed it. So if you've heard that tune before, they changed the lyrics to "Let us be glad" because they didn't want it out there that it was so dirty, right? But then in 1991 a score containing what was possibly the original text was discovered. Mm -hmm. And it's, if you've ever, it's a very upbeat, happy song about licking ass. Yeah. So, uh, the, one of the lines is, lech mir den arsch fein rasch schon sauber. Sure. Lick my ass nice and clean. (laughs) Mozart had a very specific kind of humor and so a lot of his writings to his wife and before they were married his letters would talk about wanting to bury his face in her ass and oh, lick it funny. and how she he wanted her to lick and so so what i love about it is like there's so many people who are like oh well <laughs> mozart had a scatological sense of humor he didn't actually mean it no no he no, he had a fetish he had a fetish and he <laughs> yeah. very much did mean it um yeah so it was sung by 
three, uh, six voices in three part in a three part round, which I mean, the thing is just, it's just beautiful. It's similar to German Christmas Carol, uh, which was let us be glad, which is mm-hmm. the, German, the German Christmas Carol. Yeah. I can't find the full lyrics in English, but yeah, it's, um, that's funny. I like it. it. It's a very happy song. And if it's about licking ass, then okay. Um, Makes you happy, made him happy. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a great, it, what I love about it is just kind of how surprising it is. Yeah. And yeah, so. There we go. For all you German speakers out there, that one's for you. So, and I'm looking at it now. It says the English translation is kiss my ass, but maybe it, I thought it was lick, but anyway, so. Uh, Either way, yeah. I still think it's great. Whether it's kiss my ass or lick my ass. Sure. I mean, either way, it is. Uh, yeah, he was. Either way, it's not a serious song. He or maybe it is. I don't know. Was a naughty little monkey. Uh-huh, clearly. <laughs> and we kind of love him. Clearly. So there you go. Awesome. That's that's music you may or may not have heard wrong. Yeah. Or interpreted wrong. Or interpreted you, you wrong. You probably heard it right because you're probably singing the words back. Yeah. But you probably misinterpreted the actual meaning. Sort of like the bad moon on the rise. I see the bathroom on the right. Oh, funny. Right? Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you want to tell us about the music that you've misheard, send us an email, theadamsoflove at gmail.com, or you can message us on our socials. We are at By the By Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. You can go to our website, www.bythebye.com.au, and go to our contact us page there. So you can get right to us. Yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like to say, Angela? No, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.